0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic took the points and the bragging rights To move 13 clear of Rangers at the top Steven Gerrard loses patience with Alfredo Morelos After his red Will Ryan Kent also face a ban Scott Brown was at the centre of it all With Andy Halliday also seeing red on the day I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Now is the time, I think, for cool heads and moderate language Alfredo Morelos has set a conciliatory tone By apologising for his behaviour at Celtic Park yesterday Now everyone else has to try and keep a sense of perspective And not be blinded by bias Where the other issues to arise from that game are concerned We are in the midst of the most volatile season On and off the park for many years Everything will be dealt with on tonight's programme But on the understanding There are no answers which will satisfy everyone When it comes to this fixture There is no common ground Don't bother looking for it Alex Ray, quiet weekend Yeah, listen, it was a really good weekend of football, Gordon for Both Edinburgh clubs managed to win Kamalok up to third now on the table Motherwell still pushing for the, the top six Samirin are off the bottom of the table But I think the talking points will be About the old firm, Celtic managing to get the bragging rights Busy a couple of hours ahead 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need, don't hang about And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde S. SB So many talking points If you're angry that we've not mentioned one of them Why not phone up and you can mention it yourself Because it's going to be quite a task To run through them all And give them all the, the, the airtime That people feel they deserve Hugh Evans. Quite an afternoon uh, Let's not forget about the football entirely uh, James Forrest's performance And that of Christopher Iyer for Celtic I thought were outstanding Ryan Kent before he blotted his copybook Was also outstanding for Rangers It had everything The match could have been one Ryan Jack kick away from a Rangers victory It turned out that Celtic went up the other end And capitalised on Tavernier's mistake And James Forrest won the match 13 points clear Celtic, the league is over It is eight in a row Yep, from a football perspective Alex I don't think even the the biggest optimists Would, would bet against Celtic winning the league now um, So how, how do you assess the, the footballing impact of what happened yesterday? Well, in terms of a, a league title race, it's well and truly over, Gordon. Uh, I think from uh, Rangers' perspective, they now have to regroup. They have to kick on. The, I think that's five games now without a win. Uh, it takes on another significance. Stephen Gerrard says his players will be ready. Uh, you know, I watched Hearts play uh, the highlights yesterday. Impressive, you know, first half poor. But when you get Ekpiezu on his game, he can be a handful for anyone. So... Rangers have to dust ourselves down. Celtic will continue to do what they do, uh, you know, and they'll try and secure the title sooner rather than later. Right, let's try and set the tone here from both managers. Neil Lennon says it was a fantastic win for Celtic and that they deserved the three points. He admits Rangers did very well to get back into the game with 10 men, but praised his own players for pulling through in the end. Yes, fantastic. It's a brilliant win. It was a brilliant game. You know, it was a cracking Glasgow derby and uh, delighted we've come out on the positive side of it. I thought overall we deserved it, but obviously Rangers, when they scored, had the game the psychological edge. Got a little bit anxious around the stadium and, uh, you know, there really three things at us. But we've come through and we scored a great goal to win it and I uh, couldn't be more happy for the players and, and the supporters. It's a psychologically massive hurdle. 
the emotion going into the game for the players would have been huge. And you can see it at the end, they're dead on their feet again. There's a lot, a lot of the players are cramping up, believe it or not, and that's not like them. So the, the emotion, physicality of the game, the tempo of the game, the heat, all those things added up. But in the end, they've done it again. Whether you think they've played well or not, for an hour, they were superb. For 20 minutes, they wobbled, and then they'll come back again, and that's the sign of a great side. And you have to give Rangers credit for making a real game of it. You know, it's been a long time since I've been in the dugout at a Celtic Rangers game. It was fraught. You know, we scored two great goals. And ideally, you know, you need that second goal when you're in command, because anything can happen. And to be fair to Rangers, they played some... They've had a real good go at it because they had to. You know, it was their season on the line there. You know, credit to us to, to see it through and then come again. Stephen Gerrard says he can no longer defend Alfredo Morelos after his early red card. He says the striker should be fined for his actions and he's also frustrated and disappointed after the result. Very disappointed with the results. Um, I said before the game, obviously, if it goes to 13 points, it's more damaging than it was before the game. So in terms of the results, very disappointed and, and frustrated for it. Can you defend Alfredo Morelos? No, not no more. I've gone above and beyond for, for Alfredo. I continue to protect him, support him and love him as the player and the person he is, but I've got to draw the line under it now and he, he'll be punished internally. I'm going to recommend to the board he's fined a week's wages. I'll also recommend that that fine should go to the supporters that came today because they're the ones who'll suffer from his lack of discipline and also his teammates as well. That's what I'll recommend and we'll see what happens from there. Do you think he can change? That's a question you'll have to ask the player himself, I think. I'm sitting here hoping, I'm wishing, I'm waiting. I can honestly say I'm done art. I've done everything I can. His teammates have done everything they can. Me staff, support staff, do everything we can. At the same time, there's been other ill discipline throughout the team, throughout the season that's hurt us. The rules will change moving forward. I'll deal with that. What would you say about the discipline of some of your other players? Well, I think you can say that for both sides. There's definitely both sides on that I think but I'll analyse it all and we'll see the outcome of decisions and referees reports and, and, and we'll go from there that's all I can say on it right now I've not had the chance to analyse each and every uh, situation just yet Well to start with Neil Lennon Celtic have a running relationship with resilience under Neil Lennon since he replaced Brendan Rodgers they have shown it at Tynecastle, Dens Park and now at Celtic Park with belated goals that have won nine points in total when it could very well have been three points rather than nine. So that is what has carried Celtic to the place where they are the de facto champions of the league. Uh, when Neil Lennon took over from Brendan Rodgers, Celtic had an eight-point lead. Now they have a 13-point lead. That is to the manager's credit. With regard to... Stephen Gerrard, he's done all he can for Alfredo Morelos. Uh, I, I don't know whether the club put Morelos up to the apology today or whether he felt motiv- motivated enough to do it for himself. Uh, he might have included Scott Brown's name in the apology since he was the one who uh, was the, the victim of what uh, Morelos did. However, any form of conciliatory behaviour is to be applauded. He's held his hands up. Only he can now say whether the words that he spoke today in his statement are hollow or not. Good afternoon, he says. Alex Ray, I'd like to offer an apology to all the fans, my teammates and coaching staff for what happened in yesterday's match. I promise to do everything in my power to ensure nothing like that happens again and to give the club and the fans my all. Thanks for the support and affection you've always given me. Yeah, I think Stephen Gerrard hit the nail on the head and I think Alfredo Morelos has actually come out He's just his teammates, his fans and the management team. He has done it time after time, Gordon And uh, he's been battered for it At some stage he has to take responsibility for his actions You can't continuously say he's been wound up Because this is the narrative now Players have identified Morelos 
is an easy target because what's happening is across the board, regardless of what position you play in, if you say get in his face, he doesn't like it. So players will find a weakness within somebody's character, regardless of his football and ability, and he has to find a way of getting on top of that. Stevie's in Strathblane. Let's hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Hi, Stevie. I think all this chat about Scott Brown provocation, to be quite honest, is a it's overblown, it's a lot of nonsense. Scott Brown was at Ibrox on December 29th. Scott Arfield up on his face in Burnley Bruni. Scott Brown did not react. He merely filed that under future revenge and left the park. Yesterday, you know, going into that game, Rangers were 10 points behind. So at the, at Christmas time, a New Year time, as it were, there was a real title race on. They were neck and neck. Rangers pushed the ball out. Got Davis to throw in. Hasn't it worked? Lafferty, hasn't it worked? And I think there was a real belief amongst Rangers fans that there was a chance of winning the title, perhaps even the double. Now, since then, they're out of both cups. They're 10 points behind. Now, 13 points behind, but 10 points behind getting into that game. The damage was done prior to yesterday's game. It wasn't yesterday's game that's caused the damage. This major deflector shield of blaming Scott Brown, an easy scapegoat. I think the Rangers fans have to look at their players, their manager, where the 10 points were lost, St. Johnson, Kilmarnock, etc., etc. Despite having brought in these two players and spent the money and thrown the whole fitted kitchen, never mind the kitchen sink, to stop eight in a row. And it's failed, and it's failed miserably. And again, they're trophyless. Well, Fredo Morales is a separate incident. You know, that's that guy needs anger management. But... That's the real problem. It's no Scott Brown's provocation. That's a lot of nonsense. It's the damage was done between December uh, December the 29th and March the 31st. No one can argue, Stevie, with what you've said. But taking yesterday's game in isolation and with regard to Scott Brown, my personal point of view is that what he did to Alfredo Morelos amounted to the square root of nothing at all. Uh, and Morelos has reacted and he has fallen for the bait With regard to Ryan Kent If you examine what happened there Scott Brown drops the ball behind his body It is hardly an act of wild provocation Ryan Kent has overreacted And tomorrow he will find out What the penalty will be for that particular offence The only point I would make to you Stevie About Scott Brown there were tens of thousands of Celtic supporters inside Celtic Park yesterday. I think he should have gone to the Celtic supporters and shared his joy with them rather than going to the Rangers' end. And I'm perfectly well aware that Scott Brown has been the victim of the most disgusting social media treatment over the death of his sister and that he may be thinking that he is entitled to have a, a go back. However, in the midst of joy and the title being all but one, I think he should have gone to the Celtic fans. Going back to Steve, going you, back, sorry Steve, I was just going to go back to your original point. You actually made a very valid point in terms of the, the lack of consistency since the December 29. I think that's the concerning thing for Rangers if you're talking about over the piece. Uh, you know, when you look at directly after that, they, um, they drew with Kilmarnock, they dropped points at Aberdeen, they dropped points at Hibs. You know, um, they've lost games uh, as well who, within who that... Who pe- Alex? doesn't help. Well, no, no, listen, well, how far do you want to go back, Stevie? Because we're only talking about Christmas, because we're obviously at the Cup before that Christmas period on the top of the yeah. league. So I take your point board and they, they never got to the Scottish Cup. So 
uh, that would that would be a valid point in terms of this argument. But what I'm saying is, in terms of the consistency within the league, they have to find a way to break down teams who have a low block. That's a, an issue for Steven Gerrard, who says he needs better quality to try and do that. And you know, uh, but then going back to yesterday, there's obviously an issue where <clears throat> I, I totally agree with you. Uh, the two young guys have taken the bait. It is part and parcel. I've yeah. said that. I've said that to over the course in my time, the times before that. People try and gain an advantage, and you you highlighted where um, Arfield had a you know a, 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 I don't even know a Bruni back to Bruni in the the December game. The the reason why Scott Brown doesn't react now is because he's got good experience. Whereas I'm sure that Scott Brown will begin uh, Arfield a bit of grief, and the senior players tend to not react to that. Whereas the younger guys get sucked in with the whole emotion. But they would have been told prior to kick off these young guys don't get sucked in. And that's the thing that they have to learn because the next time it comes round, you can be guaranteed that people will be trying to rail each other up. That's the way it goes in these games. Stevie. Alex, what I'm trying to explain, my point is that, you know, that Scott Brown has become, I agree with you, but ever since you said that, I agree with you, and I think he's, you know, a wee bit out of order, a wee bit naughty, gone to the Rangers fans and that. But what I'm trying to say is that Scott Brown has become the vehicle or the conduit, if you like, for the pent-up frustration and massive, massive disappointment because it was only about three months ago that Rangers fans believed they had a chance of doing the double, brought in the players, etc., etc. It's all imploded, right? They've nobody to blame but themselves for, for slipping ten points behind. And all that hope, it's the hope that kills you, as you know, all that hope and, you know, it's all flushed in the toilet now. And so therefore the anguish and the frustration and the resentment and the anger is all bubbling. And he's just, because of that stupid thing he'd done yesterday we going to the fans, that was just the last straw. That was Because they know the league's over, they know the season's finished, they know they're trophyless, and they know that they have to rebuild. Stevie, emotions run high. Uh, what you've said about Scott Brown, I agree with. Uh, we... I agree that uh, what happened to Kent and to Morelos was their own fault and you and I agree that Scott Brown would have been better going to the Celtic supporters. So this is the way of it. This is the nature. This is the aftermath of a, such an afternoon. Thanks to Stevie. Let's move on and hear from Billy, a Rangers fan in Balormock. Hi, Billy. How are you doing, lads? Yeah, good, thanks, Billy. What's your take from yesterday? Yeah, we're going to all ground about Scott Brown. He's run about yesterday like pantomime villain. Uh, and I'd like to know what they think of Scott Brown's reactions when he's supposed to be hot in the chest and he's holding his face like been, uh, somebody's belted him in the jaw Listen, uh, are you denying that contact was made between Alfredo Morelos and Scott Brown and nope. Ryan Kent nope. and Scott Brown? Nope, I'm not denying that but never hot in the face Well, you know, whether it, who does it matter? Whether they hit him in the face it or the it does matter. When you you're you're fighting something is I think get a fair throw sent off. It deserves to get sent off. But he never hit him in the face. But if he deserved to get sent off then is well, it, is, is, is it that bigger is it that bigger than you somebody hits you in the chest? To make things worse than what they are. Well, you're saying they deserve to be sent off. Yes, definitely. But then they hit him in the face. Nobody mentioned his reaction when he's holding his face. Well the referees report is the is the important one. Uh or in the case of Ryan Kent, the compliance officer and uh, how the Kent issue is viewed. But there is no point in disputing that both men are guilty. I know, I've not seen them, they're guilty, but he's guilty as well. 
Of what? Faking injury in his face No, I don't think he's faked anything He has been The victim of contact in both instances uh, And as I say The referee will tell us his interpretation of events With regard to Alfredo Morelos Incidentally, Alfredo Morelos has apologised Therefore, that's an admission of guilt Ryan Kent There is television footage to be examined now By the compliance officer tomorrow To try and make Scott Brown the villain of the piece is wrong Scott Brown, astute professional Is doing what professionals do in 2019 I'm not saying the the world is perfect I didn't make the world Neither Dalit Ray or Gordon We just live in it And what he did Is what professionals do nowadays Because I mean Alec If you're Stephen Gerrard If you're trying to control This situation going forward Yeah You don't really care Whether he elbowed him in the chest Or the neck Or the chin yeah. Or the face You You know That he elbowed him And yeah. it's your job To then try and stop that happening again Well Gordon It resulted in the manager Coming out And actually calling his player out He says we've supported him enough the, the 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 backroom staff and the players have tried to support him. We love him, we love him as a player, but we can't tolerate this anymore. And he is putting them behind the black ball constantly with this type of behaviour. There has to be a level of stepping back and going, "I'm going to get railed today. How do I overcome that?" Because he has done a number on them. Hugh says he's took the bait. These guys have took the bait, and ultimately, what's caused is is and and believe me, Scott Brown knows exactly what he's doing. So the thing is It's about how you overcome that The only people who can overcome that Are the Rangers players When they come up against it How do we not react Mm -hmm. Because by reacting You're playing right into Scott Brown's hands Billy what did you make of the football itself? It was a good game I mean it was a good game I mean I thought Rangers kind of came into it I mean but uh, When you get players like uh, Big Borrow at the back You can't pass the ball 10 years I mean uh, you're holding yourself problems I mean in the first goal, we could have stopped on the halfway line to a yellow card. I mean, the two centre halves. I mean, Billy, do you know going back to that point? There is an interesting point. But I spoke to someone today about Estefold him in the halfway line. Having re is this Goldson? Goldson. He kind of tried, didn't he? Or he but, was, but, he was but, close. Let me get to give me my my thing. Me here, God. And this is the thing, right? For me, I cannot for the life of me understand why Goldson is not goal side behind him. So that when Edward gets it, he actually is ahead of Golson Hugh. So he's effectively having to maybe, as Billy says, take him out in the halfway line because he's in the wrong position in the first place. And by actually not doing that, and I've said it for the last few weeks, I've looked at games like Kamarnock with the two centre halves get one ball right through, they're having to split over, they're in the wrong position, and they're actually defensively not in the right area, resulting in guys like Billy going, he still took him out. But see if he's defensively in the right area. He does his job and then forces him back into the midfield and then Warrell drops. It's a simple defensive basics and they don't got it right. And the two goals that Rangers conceded were desperate. Yeah, Hugh, that's the thing. We, we're pretty consistent on this. Of course, we'll acknowledge all the big talking points, all the controversies. But the last thing we want to do is forget about the football and it was a good football game. We were all standing here. It, it was brilliant to watch. The game swung like a pendulum. Celtic were all over Rangers and were dominant in the first half. And then in the second half, lackadaisical, flat, Neil Lennon has subsequently said that he feels that they're tired and a lot of football has caught up with them. But at 1-1, with 10 men playing 11, Rangers were the better side. And Ryan Jack is one kick of the ball away from possibly delivering a 2-1 Rangers victory. That's how... 
much of an exciting and thrilling afternoon it was 01419511025 Let's hear from you We'll hear again from Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompsons.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here Pouring over as many of the details as possible from yesterday We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB It was a big weekend across the league So any thoughts you've got, get them into us on the phones Or send us a tweet Let's hear again from the two managers uh, Neil Lennon says Rangers were the only team that were ill-disciplined during the game He says they should have gone down to nine men He also says Scott Brown knows exactly how to handle these fixtures It was quite a, a heated encounter at times today Enough from us Brownie gets elbowed and then he gets punched in the face or pushed in the face, you know, it's disgraceful. You can't put the two in the one basket. Our players kept their discipline very well. And really, Rangers should have been down to nine men rather than ten. Scott Brown's Scott Brown. He's a veteran of these games. He's brilliant today again. He knows how to handle the occasions. He knows how to handle the opposition. He knows how to handle himself. He doesn't need any advice from me. So if there's been a bit of heat after the game, then we'll deal with it. If I have to discipline some players, then so be it. During the 94 minutes or 95 minutes, my players were exemplary in their discipline, I have to say. Theirs weren't. To, to your mind, you know, is, is Scott entitled to, entitled to celebrate where, where he wants? I, I didn't see the celebration. I don't know where he went. I don't know if he... He takes a lot of flack. You know, maybe he's given a little bit back. But again, it's like he's the bad boy. He's the he's not. He's just given a little bit back because of the, the amount of abuse that he takes throughout the years. And I understand it because I've not been there myself. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard in just a second Alex Ray Neil Lennon's suggestion is that Rangers should have gone down to nine men He's obviously referring to Ryan Kent Who will find out his fate tomorrow If you were to take a guess Will he be retrospectively dealt with? More than likely Gordon The fact that he raises his hands And I think Neil alluded to it He he said two things He says it was a punch And then it may well have been a push You cannot do that You cannot react to someone throwing away a ball uh, and if he got a sanction tomorrow from the compliance officer, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and again, he's just been sucked into an absolute nothing situation. And the price that he may well pay may be costly for Rangers because he is one of the standout players, for, the, for if not the standout player at the moment for Rangers. Let's go back to the phones 01419511025. John's a Celtic fan in Shettleston. Hi, John. Uh, hello, yes, uh, John for Greenfield actually <laughs> Oh sorry, my geography's uh, just, just up the road, John It's only down the road <laughs> But listen, uh, before I go to my, 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 my main point there Stevie Gerrard wants to wind his neck in here About celebrations and all that Come on, right, let's get a grip But my main point is uh, What about, uh, go keep it on the football situation Big Edward, I'm not, I've never been a great fan of the big guy, you know, right. I know we signed him for £9 million, or that, but what a game he's played. In the last three games, he's been absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. And I wonder what the, the, the panel thinks. I agree with you. John, I agree with you. As you mentioned Ayer and Forrest earlier on in the show. I thought in the first half, um, I thought Edward was a standout player on the park. The amount of times he managed to take the ball in when it would have been rifled in and bring people into play, amount of times he ran the the Rangers back line and that's credit to him for me the manner in which the two centre halves they look petrified from, from him on, on that particularly that first half and I thought he had a brilliant game I mean you <laughs> when you see that he's running at people from the the Warrell point of view you cannot there has to be a point that you then have to engage you do not let him drive into your box run 40 yards and that's what he allowed him to do But he took the goal brilliantly And then obviously set up the winner Odson Edward is the classic example Of you get what you pay for 
Celtic in recent years have shown a reluctance to push the boat out too far in terms uh, of marquee signings, but they paid £9 million for Odson Edward and uh, from Dens Park, Tyne Castle and Celtic Park yesterday, he has brought Celtic nine points and it could have been just three. Coming back in. On you go, John. Uh, I just did Paul Alec up, you know, uh, East End boy like myself. Go on, John. Well, well, I was for the North. I'm for the Milton, but I'm just staying East End now. <laughs> but you're seeming to blame uh, Bruni for Some all what? Rangers and discipline. Oh, no, 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 no. How, how John, John, I've, I've not. I've, no, John, I've, I've not blamed Scott Brown in the slightest for. Sucking players in That goes hand in hand I've often said in this show That I did it myself The only thing that I said today Regarding Scott Brown was I thought it was unnecessary To, to celebrate in front of the Rangers fans For me that lacked a little bit of class When you look at guys like Billy McNeil Paul McStay Roy Aiken I didn't see the end like that I didn't see guys with like John Gregg and Richard Goff So you know I thought it was totally unnecessary And it almost caused a rammy Because Rangers fans were up in arms eh, Sorry Rangers players were up in arms and I just thought it was unnecessary when you consider the Rangers uh, fan base equates to about one and a half percent of the actual ground. He could have went and done celebrated with his own fans. The That's bottom line the bottom line with Scott Brown. If Scott Brown had been wearing a Rangers jersey, the Rangers fans would have loved it. Every bit of it. But because he's wearing a Celtic jersey, they can't stand any bit of it. And that's fair enough, because that's the nature of rivalry. If he's on your team, you think what he's doing is just fine. If he's on the other team, you think he's this, that and the other. Uh, Stephen Gerrard says he can't understand why Scott Brown celebrated in front of the Rangers fans. He says he would have reacted the same way Andy Halliday did. He also says he does need to take a new approach to discipline in his squad because it's not working. It's frustrating that a game we go to, to 10 men. Obviously the Halliday situation doesn't affect us on in terms of the game. It'll, it'll affect us in the future. Um, but I feel for Andy because Celtic are well within the rights to celebrate. They've won a big game, they've stretched the lead. We celebrated when we won the last All Firm. So you're well within your rights to celebrate but I can't understand that why a guy decides to celebrate 10 yards away from 2% Rangers fans rather than 98% of his own support. So Andy's going in to protect his own people. Probably would have done that one myself. No, listen, you'd expect that coming here. But we, we, we've got to be more clever and cute and, and deal with that better. But that's standard if you come to Celtic as a Rangers <coughs> player. It's standard. It's no problem. We've got to deal with it better. He's accepted what I've said to him after the game. In terms of his thoughts and what he wants to say from this point moving forwards, his responsibility. You spoke about the indiscipline earlier on. Mm. You're going to take a, a sort of a club for heart, a lightning. I am. Oh yeah, a million percent. Because I've tried every other avenue and every other trick, and I've tried it all. But it, it hurts us on too many occasions. This, this. I'm not sure what the exact numbers are, but I think that's five for Alfredo. Maybe it's not acceptable. Uh, and as a group, I think it must be double figures. Maybe now, so it's not acceptable. There's, there's times in football matches where you have to put your body on the line and you have to take a risk, but a challenge or a tackle, and, and sometimes you get a, a double yellow, for example, and maybe you're hard done by or. The one at the beginning of the season where it wasn't violent conduct, I can defend that and I'll defend all my players. And I have done, I've gone above and beyond for them all. But it gets to a stage where enough's enough and that's where we are right now. A bit of a turning point yesterday, Hugh, because in from the Rangers fans as well, you fully expect them to, to try their hardest to defend Alfredo Morelos because that, that's football. He's, he's, he's one of your own. Yep. Uh, he's a very, very talented footballer. He's come over here, he's having a great impact in front of goal. You want, you really want to defend them. Yeah. After... 
a certain amount of time though And that's what Stephen Gerrard's alluding to You have to turn your attentions to making sure it doesn't happen again Rather than trying to find ways out of all the, the incidents Yeah, and I don't know where Rangers go with this one I know that Alec in the past has suggested some form of professional help For Alfredo Morelos And he can talk about that later But when you see Andy Halliday going over to him He's making his feelings known on behalf of the Rangers players and the Rangers support. Because Andy Halliday is a big Rangers man. Govan Bourne, the whole deal. And that's why he gets so upset with Scott Brown at the end of the game. I understand that because I've watched it down through the years. The real Celtic men, the real Rangers men who played for the jersey. But there comes a time when you have to realise you have a responsibility to... Others And Andy Halliday's going to miss a game now uh, As I say Scott Brown I agree with Stephen Gerrard They should have gone to the Celtic fans And shared the joy Andy Halliday's got caught up in the moment But as I say I understand I've watched it down through the years The Celtic men and the Rangers men This fixture is the hardest of all For them to cope with Craig's in Cumbernauld Hi Craig Hi Hi Gordon Hi panel. Um I've got to say I've got two points to make One is about Scott Brown One is about the, the, the football Because I'm keen to be sensible enough To talk about that as well I think Where Scott Brown's concerned To be honest with you I'm Quite frustrated Because I feel that like Scott Brown Is a guy who is, is allowed to get away With anything And Is immune to criticism Now I'm Trip sensible I don't You know As a general Football know thumb I don't like seeing a player Being on a park When he's only intention on that part is to get as many of the opposition players sent off as he possibly can. At the end of the game as well, and this is maybe actually is an interesting question I wanted to ask you guys because it's a great area in the rules that I don't understand. If I score a goal in a football park and I go and I start celebrating with my own fans, I'll get a booking for that for the referee these days. Scott Brown goes over at the end of the game, antagonises the Rangers fans, nearly starts a riot in the park, but he doesn't get a second booking for that and sent off subsequently. Andy Halliday does, and I'm not saying Andy Halliday couldn't have, because he probably should have, but why is Scott Brown not then getting booked for antagonising and ultimately being the person that started that situation when he would have got a booking if he went and scored a goal and celebrated with his own fans? That doesn't seem to make sense to me. Well, the celebrating with the own fans who tends to come from leaving the field of play yes. after the goal. So that's not directly comparable, but Craig's still well within his rights to ask the question. He, he thinks that what Brown did at the end Was worthy of a yellow card We don't give them out Retrospectively For this type of thing But Well I have the utmost Sympathy for uh, Bobby Madden Who knows where he was At that particular point What he was trying to Look at And Assess To see who should get what In terms of punishment I don't know I can't speak for Bobby Madden Perhaps Who knows It's in the report somewhere And we'll find out Tomorrow But I do understand that people would look at that and think Well, why not a yellow card for that? Uh, because it's happened before El Hadj Juf, I think, at uh, at Celtic Park Was sent off after the, the final whistle For something similar uh, I just wish that Scott Brown had not done it And had gone as the Celtic captain To the Celtic supporters I agree, Craig I, 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 In terms of it was totally unnecessary Why he went and did that And... Um, you know, I think uh, it was totally unnecessary. And the the problem you have is, you know, uh, one of the things leading up to games as well is, I remember back in my day as a younger guy, the police used to come in and say, you have a responsibility, do not antagonise the opposition fans, uh, whether that's scoring a goal or, you know, at the end of the game. 
And you know Because of the powder keg of it I just thought it was totally unnecessary Help me understand the emotions of it You've been there And I certainly never will Once you see it though Right From from, from Scott Brown Say say you're Andy Haldy Is it that hard to just to walk away walk because away. because at the end of the day he's that he's suffered Andy Haldy suffered he's been Absolutely. sent off and he'll miss a game it's, it's and Morelos will miss four games and Kent will possibly miss yeah. two C- can you just walk away well to be honest with you it's, it's extremely difficult and uh, to be honest with you in my day I never recalled any Celtic fans walking up to the Rangers or Celtic management team walking up to uh, the opposition fans and, and vice versa it just didn't happen in my day but the and what's it like for a what's it like for a player as well? I think you mentioned it earlier on. I'm trying to think if you, I'm sure you have. It, you know, fans are, are are very happy, are very content to, to dish out all sorts of personal abuse, and we've heard it. I'm not, yeah, and I'm not just talking about Scott well, it's Brown. So forget about this for a second, right? Let's not make this about Scott Brown. Don't make it about Celtic. Don't make it about Rangers. Well, I know that's tough. I'll give you an for, example for a for a fan. Who wants to abuse a player yep. Why are we so shocked and offended When they, when they have a wee, a wee cheeky pop back Gordon uh, To give you an example Of being human if you like In terms of I was playing against Partick Thistle In my, my latter stages And I was getting dogs abused From the main stand That was the only place That was effectively open The Dundee were behind one of the, the goals And I scored a 20 yard equaliser And I ran from the 18 yard box Right up the main stand Cup in my ear And I get booked for it And I, I remember thinking to myself if you can't have a little bit back, you know, I've, I've seen it subsequently over the years where people have got off with that because you're not making any rude gesture uh, and in the wisdom and I ended up getting a, a, a second yellow card and resulted in me getting a, a red. And I was thinking to myself, this this can't be right that you have to have this abuse. But that was during the game and I understand where people will lose emotion and you go like, oh, mm. you know, have some of that back to people that are abusing you. And then ultimately you tend to lose... Uh, the referee will end up giving you a yellow card for that because you're giving abuse to the fans. We're a bit short on time, Craig, but go on with your football point if you can. Uh, yeah, well, I just think that, um, you know, Rangers um, and and the fans, you know, we all need to take a step back at this point in time and have really examine where things have gone wrong because we've only lost, I think it's something like one or two more games in Celtic. Um, in that front in all fairness but it is the amount of games that we have drawn yep. against sides that we should be beating that has is, is cost us points so when we look at you look at um, Dundee we went through there should have been able to beat Dundee a team at the bottom of the table at the minute Livingston they've went, they, they went there and we get beat um, it, it's games like that we're losing you're not going to win a league title if you lose games like that and you draw games and drop points against teams that are at the bottom half of the table and we've done that one too many times And it's caught up just, with, so. just while you're pausing For reflection like that Rangers have actually won Six games Fewer than Celtic That's quite a lot No I, I didn't No Yeah they've won six games so They've not lost Six more than Celtic yeah, I'm talking, talking about The games have the lost games They've lost um, In terms of the games Rangers have lost They have lost Only two or three games More than Celtic But they've drawn they've drawn so many more the Yeah big, Alex the, How important is it to, Sorry or, or whoever wants to answer How important is it then I think Or, or, or is, is the points gap important How important is it Celtic are 13 points ahead at the moment Rangers finished 12 points behind them Last season Does that th- Does it matter How much does it matter yes, What, it matters. what, what it does, if it yeah. grows it, it, it matters because Rangers on the 29th of December Drew level yeah. on points With Celtic Albeit Celtic Had a game in hand since then, the gap has grown to 13 points in Celtic's favour. Stephen Gerrard has had two transfer windows and Rangers have backed him very well in financial terms. 
So it does matter that his managerial stats at the moment Are not good enough Considering the amount of money that he has been given And the number of players that he has brought in going back, Just going back quickly to his, his original point Craig I totally agree in terms of how do you overcome the draws Because that will be the difference in, in bridging the gap that Hugh's talking about But how you go about that is you have to get more creative players in the final third goal We're going to take more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here So give us a call 0141 951 1025 uh, Amidst all the Scott Brown, Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent, Andy Halliday th- Did we manage to pick one definitive standout performer from yesterday? Uh, well I-, I think it was a, a watershed moment for Chris Ayer uh, In the eyes of the Celtic supporters I think it was also a moment where the Rangers fans thought If it's humanly possible to get Ryan Kent on a permanent transfer deal then the club should be trying to do that. Christopher Iyer are still very young. Um, he put in a performance yesterday when Celtic were tottering. Uh, that was quite something to behold. He prevented the game from ending 2-2 with uh, that terrific block on the goal line. Uh, and he was there with last gasp tackles that really were bringing the Celtic supporters to their feet so for him it was a big day Ryan Kent's day uh, you know ended disappointment but if Rangers have the money to go and get him then perhaps they should be contemplating selling Morelos and devoting that money to that particular idea Does this Morelos sending off Alex does it make any difference to Rangers thoughts on on, on to sell him To cash in I'm sure you've seen this a lot On social media yeah, From Rangers yes. fans as well Saying Listen This is stacking up It's time we, If we can still get good money from it We take it Does that Is that impacted by the red card yesterday? Uh, listen I don't know what Stephen Gerrard's thoughts are Gone This would be speculation My part If you If you could Curtail his Disciplinary problems You would want to keep him uh, Whether that's possible Stephen Gerrard's on record as saying That's purely down to the player himself If they thought As if they were, could cash in and reinvest that and to give them a better chance of maybe adding because Stephen Gerrard is on record as saying they need to bring about three or four quality players in. Now, whether that's another striker to replace Morelos, I've no idea, Gordon, but um, what I do know is, you know, there will be people out there watching this with interest because they might think that they might actually be able to get them a little bit cheaper due to the fact of the disciplinary record, but there's not a lot of players and people will often go, who's going to buy them? But 29 goals for a young boy... And when you take it back to the pure football side of things His progression in the last year has been really impressive I take on board that That's what's probably doubly frustrating from yesterday Is in the opening half an hour He was nowhere near it He was yeah. not involved in the game yeah. and, and perhaps that's where the frustration builds up And maybe um, I listen to Gordon I, I, I hear what people are saying about uh, The frustration of his performance But you could actually label that The majority of players at Rangers You know, they were defending manfully But they didn't have... Kent wasn't really instrumental in the early part as well Candace wasn't instrumental The midfield didn't have a foothold in the game So there was plenty of players who didn't have a foothold In that 30 minutes before he gets sent off If anything it actually galvanised Rangers Particularly in the second half Having seen it out to half time John Paul's a Celtic fan from Fald House What's your point tonight? Hi uh, uh, how's it going, panel? Uh, Two points The first one that everybody can agree on That uh, the league is done And Celtic will get eight in a row My second point I mean, I've, I listen to Clyde and I, I, I listen to scoreboard and I hear people phoning in talking about my own and worth 20 million, this and that. Now, I read something today, and I don't quote me, I don't know if it's the right stat, but Edward has played around 
600 to 700 minutes less than Morelos this year. He's scored three goals less in the league than Morelos. Um, he's not been sent off yet. Um, never mind five times. He scores in these games. He scores in last minute against Hearts away. He scores, as I say, as Rangers yesterday. He scores in big games. He, he brings it to the table. Not as good as Dembele, but he brings it to the table. When it needs to happen, he brings it to the table. Morelos will be judged. Yes, I, I get that he's a good player and he ruffles defenders and he's got an eye for goals. But if you're looking at Morelos, you're judged on big games. Big games at home to Celtic. Big games away to Parkhead. Can you handle it under that pressure? No. The answer's no. What do you make of that, Hugh? Uh, Edward is, as I said earlier, uh, proof that you get what you pay for. Uh, Celtic pushed the boat out for him uh, at a young age, and he is now repaying their faith in him. He is turning into a superb striker, uh, and John Paul should therefore be grateful that uh, Celtic have uh, Odson Edward and not Alfredo Morelos, then. So, uh, you know, the. Again, it's the rivalry, it's the aftermath of the game. Uh, run down Morelos and praise Edward. That's fine, that's what fans do. Uh, but just to confine ourselves to Odson Edward, he is hitting a very rich seam yeah. of form as Celtic approach a semi final in the Scottish Cup against Aberdeen uh, that is necessary for the treble treble. It's good to know from Neil Lennon's perspective that Edward is in that kind of form and uh, he will terrorise defences between now and the end of the season. Until it's it fun. happens, Alex, until it changes, people are going to keep mentioning his record against Celtic. Rangers fans are well Absolutely. entitled to respond Absolutely. and say, well, we don't care, we'd rather it, you know, well, as long as he's scoring enough goals overall. Yeah. But it's another game down, another game he hasn't managed to yeah, score. Absolutely, and the fact that he was only in 30 minutes is obviously hampering his uh, aspirations as well. Uh, he's already missed six games to suspension this week, uh, this season as well, uh, Morelos. And until he scores, this is a thing that Celtic fans will label. I think over the course of this season, I think Edward has 44 games, whether it's sub or start. And he has 19 goals. I, mean, you look at, I think uh, John Paul was talking minutes, wasn't he? But that's, I know you won't have them to your... But, but listen, if, it depends on the argument about how you want to justify minutes to goals and all this type of thing. But at the end of the season, you won't go, he played X amount of minutes. You go, how many goals did he score? So, you know, he's, he's uh, I think it's 48 games for Morelos and 29 goals. So, you know, it's about scoring goals as a striker, know how many minutes you're on the pitch. Uh, and that's how I always gauge mass when I, when I put targets. Uh, we say about... Um, James Forrest is having an unbelievable season. We go 21. We don't see how many minutes he has because that the argument doesn't stack up between two strikers. So you can manipulate statistics as you like. And at the end of the season, I always look at strikers and how many goals you score. John Paul? No, no, that, that's fine. I was just trying to come in and say that everybody's ranking ways about the difference now. And people are saying they can't believe we paid £9 million for Edward. But they're willing to say that they justify it by saying people should pay £20 million for Morelos. So... I just think it's the difference Clearly in cycles uh, In my opinion Anyway I but think Edward is every bit as good as Morelos But he didn't get paid for 20 million Yeah well, but the thing is I think if you look back John Paul I think if my memory serves me right Morelos cost a million So in terms of return You would t- say 29 goals For a million pound mm. player Is not bad It's funny the way these Because the, the argument Keeps evolving Hugh So at the start you would say Oh you're not telling me Edward's worth nine times What Alfredo Morelos is yeah. But now that 
people suggest 20 million for Morelos People are going to phone in and say You're not telling me Morelos is worth more than twice what Edward is So the, the, this that's is why, why transfer fees are yeah. not, not exactly it's the so best way of comparing It's subjective Listen, this, is, people are worth. this is why it's called the bragging rights You come on Edward has scored a wonderful goal And made the winner for James Forrest Morelos has been sent off Glee time Let's rubbish Morelos And let's praise Odson Edward That's fans mm. Wonderful That's why we're here Whether it's in comparison to Morelos or not yeah. You know you, you can decide on that What Odson Edward does seem to have a knack of doing Which is very nice Alex Is, is big goals Oh absolutely you, you look at his record uh, Over the piece against Rangers in particular uh, He's managed to do it on a regular basis case And that would uh, reinforce John Paul's argument uh, Gordon Until Morelos does that then, you know, uh, this will always be labelled at them. You know, they're two young guys trying to find their way. Uh, and again, it's back to the bragging. Our man's worth more money than yours. And you're actually <laughs> sitting back and going, the two of them have actually had a really impressive season. Enjoy them both on yes. the pitch if we can. 01419511025. Thank you to John Paul in Falthouse. Still plenty of time for you to get your calls in. I'll be interested to see if we get any calls perhaps from St Mirren fans, Partick mm. Thistle fans, Motherwell fans. Good weekend for all you. Uh, I'm sure though you appreciate that this is the way it works in Glasgow And uh, there's one game that's been dominating everything Let's do this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday There's always time to take a breath And play Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are both standing by Has the excitement of the weekend Been too much for them? Will they take their eye off the ball? You could potentially come on here And show them how it's done 01419511025 Be quick Because if you want to play Beat the Pundit You only have until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com It's Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan Give us a call Or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB We're going to hear from Two men heavily involved yesterday James Forrest And Joe Worrell We'll do that after this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are both ready One of them is playing Johnny Who's a Celtic fan from Rock Hill Johnny told the producer Hugh Keevans That he would swap yesterday's victory In the old firm game For a victory on Beat the Pundit oh, Is that right Johnny? That. <laughs> Johnny, I'll let, Johnny I'll let you win I'm going to toss the coin anyway Johnny and see who you're up against Heads it is Hugh Keevans Tails It's Alex Ray And it is Tails Alex Ray Up against Johnny from Rock Hill Let me give Alex a bit of uh, Clyde 2 to listen to That way he can't hear us And Johnny Here's the deal You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Alex You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Livingston's Craig Halkett Signed a pre-contract for which Scottish oh. team? What, who did Christopher Iyer join on loan in 2017? How many times has Alfredo Morelos been sent off this season? Five Name any of the goal scorers from St Mirren Dundee on Saturday What country was Brian Loudrop born in? Denmark Which Scottish club does Alex Rodriguez Gorin play for? Five And what, was, what year was the last time no Glasgow teams featured in a Scottish Cup final? Uh, 2015 Okay, don't let me bring Alex Ray back Alex, are you with us? Yes You are, right Same set of questions to you It helps if I put your mic on Ready? Yes, let's go 
Livingston's Craig Halkett signed a pre-contract has. with which Scottish team? Who did Christopher Iyer join on loan in 2017? Come on, How many times has Alfredo Morelos been sent off this season? Five. Name any of the goal scorers from St Mirren, Dundee on Saturday. Mullen. What country was Brian Loudrup born in? Denmark. Which Scottish club does Alex Rodriguez Goran play for? Motherwell. What year was the last time that no Glasgow-based teams featured in a Scottish Cup final? 1994. Which former Scottish club started as a football team of the Third Lanarkshire Rifle Volunteers? What a question that is. Producer Andy's having one on this. I know that. Clyde. No. Anyway. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what do you make of the competition? Oh, I'm not sure. I think you just tipped his eye. Tell you what, you were both flying through them. It was a joy to watch. It was end to end stuff, as they say. Livingston's Craig Halkett has signed a pre contract for which Scottish team? It's Hearts. You both got it. Who did Christopher Iyer go on loan to in 2017? You both got it. Come on, How many times has Alfredo Morelos been sent off this season? Five. You both got it. Three all after three questions. Name the goal scorers from St Mirren, Dundee. Mullen was one of them. Johnny passed. So Alex goes into a 4 3 lead. What country was Brian Loudrup born in? You both said Denmark. It's a bit of a trick one. It was Austria. Oh, he was born in Austria. Say that as well. Sure you were. Four <laughs> uh, three to Alex. What club does Alex Rodriguez Goran play for? Is Motherwell five three to Alex? What year was the last time no Glasgow-based teams featured in the cup final? You were there with me, Hugh Kevens. Remember it? Twenty fifteen. So Johnny got that right. Wow. <sighs> Which means he's within one. Who was in it, Hugh? I, I just remember Alex said 1994 Alex said Which was Rangers Dundee United Yeah he was only 21 years out Or whatever it was So that's fine uh, And this means Alex you, you might You know You can do me getting this one right Which former Scottish club Started as the football team Of the 3rd Lanarkshire Rifle Volunteers 3rd Lanark 3rd Lanark Oh did he get it? No he didn't So oh. you're fine You're home and hose Hard lines yes. Johnny Well played okay. Johnny That was a good effort <laughs> no problem yeah, Good well man That was Johnny I think he had some Support there in the car I could hear That's fine That's all good That's what it's all about uh, That was a good effort To be fair See if you're going to yeah. get So many right That That's okay That's acceptable Absolutely We welcome Johnny back I mean Third Lanarkshire Was a clue on the, the name Third Lanark. Yeah I know, I know Neither of you two Were born when Third Lanark Went out of business 1967 uh, Went out of business <laughs> yeah, You're right I wasn't born Not even I see you My dad close. was born <laughs> yeah, um, right. What did you say instead of Third Lanark actually? Pass Clyde Clyde said <laughs> yeah. so he did Yeah so he did Right 0141 Let's get stuck back in Let us know what you made of all the talking points From yesterday Still waiting to hear from you If you've got any other points from the weekend St Mirren fans out there Hearts Motherwell Who else had a big weekend Disappointing defeat for Aberdeen Kilmarnock What about that race for second? Can you catch Rangers? Let's hear a bit from James Forrest he says Scott Brown's an unbelievable captain Massive for the team on and off the park He believes they showed good character to win the game Especially after losing Dedrick Boyata like the week, two weeks leading into the game, like everyone's always, there's always a big buzz, and I think once once the game starts, I think that's when you, you can really enjoy it. And that, uh, as I said, like first half, I think we, I think we played really well, and I think fair play to Rangers they came into the second half, but I think we showed a bit of character in the end to, to manage to win the game with ten men. The game kind of had everything, obviously red card and goals for both sides, and I know I think uh, the game had everything. And as I said, it's, it's obviously better for us that we, we we got the three points. How important is your captain? He seems to be the centre of. 
everything either inspirational or controversy. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's unbelievable. I think for the I think for the squad uh, on and off the park, he's never played with anyone uh, that's, that's got so much about him. And you see him on the park, he just gets everyone gets everyone working. And you see him, he managed to. I don't know what happened with the red card, but he's he's always just keep going. He's always fighting, and you see him at the end. He's he's uh, he's, he's real. He's a real plus for for to have in the team. James Forrest's contribution yesterday who obviously scores the winner um, mm. and amidst all the other stuff it, I think it's been a little bit forgotten how good his pass was for Edward in the first goal I think it's going to take until the end of uh, James Forrest's career for the Celtic supporters to appreciate exactly what a contribution he's made to the club he was Neil Lennon's protégé uh, when Neil was manager the first time around and over the years he has been a consistently High performer for Celtic And yesterday as you say The pass for Edward uh, was terrific And the composure he showed When Edward then returned the favour for him uh, And he stuck away the winning goal Was terrific So this season He's had a very very good season And overall his Celtic career is first rate And I think it will take us all a while To appreciate just how good it was I actually think he's uh, he's going to a different level here in terms of the input that he's actually putting out there. When you look at it's 21 goals this year. I think it was 17 or so last year. And you have to um, give Brendan Rodgers credit for that because from a guy that was getting seven or eight goals prior to that, to double it and then go again, what have we got left? About seven or eight games. Potentially he could go into 25, maybe even more. Uh, so when you look at that from a wider player, and I think if there's any young players out there Looking to model themselves Someone to contribute In the factor Because It's almost It also assists as well So uh, uh, When you're looking for a player You're looking for what he actually brings to the table And he brings it in abundance We're going to hear from Joe Worrell From the Rangers perspective So keep the calls coming Let's take Jim in Hamilton first Hi Jim Hi Daniel How are you doing? Good thanks Jim What did you take away from yesterday? Uh, it was good But I'm just not um, I thought that Celtic were very pedestrian And I just don't think um I don't know, I just don't think Lennon's the man for the job Well they had a poor second half uh, Which ended dramatically And in a fashion which uh, Won the league title for them But I thought they were a very good first half Totally dominated the game they, As I said earlier When Neil Lennon took over From Brendan Rodgers Celtic had an 8 point lead Now they have a 13 point lead Over Rangers uh, Should he not be given credit for that? No, he's doing well, but I'm just not convinced with the team. I just don't think... I looked at Rangers yesterday and they've got a lot of sight in the team. I just don't think Celtic are up for the challenge. And that's what worries me for the 10 in a row. I just don't think they've got the, the sight in the Biscayne. They've just not got that wee bit of... See, what I think will stop the 10 in a row is Rangers have got more sight than us. That's Jim, 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 for me, when you actually take into consideration, Hugh's just about to mention some of the, the, the late winners that Celtic have produced. That actually takes fight, that takes mentality, and that's a resolve to get over the line. And that's where Rangers need to get to. They need to get to a place where they can actually grind out results, even though they're not playing well. And, uh, you know, and, and Neil's managing to do that at the moment. Now, there's a discussion going about with both sets of fans. The Rangers fans are saying they want them to have the job. Celtic fans are a wee bit unsure because of the... when you Under Brendan, they were spoiled because of their level. They were winning fours and fives. So uh, his remit to come in 
to Celtic is to win the, the league, which effectively is over, and win the cup, and then it will be assessed. But for me, I think that Celtic will most certainly have an interview process with three or four candidates because, you know, they have to put it out there to see who's available and then they'll make that decision. I don't think they'll make that before uh, everything's done and dusted. But to say that they lack fight is clearly a nonsense. You know, how do you get eight titles in a row if you lack fight? Yeah, yeah I get your point, right? But see, when Rangers didn't get to 10, they said that it was because um, they ran out of steam. That's what worries me. I just worry in case... Because they've been so spoiled that well, Celtic running out of steam is different. Jim is running is different from actually lack of fight. Because if you're running on empty, then you know these guys are still managing to go over the line. There will be a major uh, investment in Celtic in the summer because of the amount of players that will be leaving. Lustig may well be leaving. Izagiri, Boyata, um, Benkovic should be going, and then obviously the loan players Burke and 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 the likes Weir and things will be going back as well. So there will be another. Uh, for me it'll probably be the biggest turnaround of players in a few years anyway at Celtic you well see the antidote to running out of steam is money and Celtic have pots of it so uh, they want 10 in a row Peter Lawwell Dermot Desmond must want 10 in a row as badly as the supporters and uh, as Alex said many players will go and many will come in and uh, Celtic will spend money and they have lots of money to spend Final word to you, Jim. No, I, I don't know. I just, um, I'm just not convinced. That's all. But I just, I, it's interesting to know your opinion. That's all. Well, could, could you be, could you be convinced between now and the end of the season, Jim? Because some Celtic fans seem as if I, they've I, made I their mind who, up. I don't know who would get to be honest, but I'm just not convinced. But you're not convinced went, by Neil Lennon. Yeah. No. No. But, but, so you know, there's no point in. Hiding it Lots of people have come on And said that uh, I repeat Neil Lennon had an 8 point gap That's what he inherited From Brendan Rodgers He's turned it into a 13 point gap He may very well Go on and Get Celtic over the line For the treble treble He will certainly be Part of the The process That then follows To appoint uh, A new manager Celtic's a big club And they have a huge task in front of them to satisfy their own supporters with this 10 in a row business. That's why Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond will take their time and they will assess everything about Neil Lennon's performance as interim manager before anything's decided. Okay, thank you to Jim in Hamilton. Let's hear a bit from Joe Worrell. He says Rangers were the better side in the second half, but disappointed to come away with nothing. He admits they are their own worst enemy at the moment and they need to win every game between now and the end of the season. Obviously disappointing to lose the game. I think we were the better team in the second half and we had 10 men. So it's frustrating that we couldn't put in the performance we did in the second half. In the first half, we had an extra man. Well, not an extra man, the same man. But no, I think we can be proud of ourselves coming to... Away to this ground in front of a packed out stadium and showing some real character in the second half to, to nearly edge it. Do the players think that Alfredo has let you all down? The manager spoke about it. It's his discretion. We'll move on from that. Do you feel like you're going to show yourselves in the foot with the goals you've lost today? It's frustrating. We've done it a couple of times this season and that's why there's such a big gap at the top. I think we're our own worst enemy at times. I think we play some really, really good stuff. Um, should score. And then we go and make mistakes like that, but it is what it is. That's football, and that's why it's a sport we all enjoy. And I just think that looking back on it, we can be proud of what we did in that second half with 10 men. 
Yeah, um, I've never been a big fan of getting involved with stuff like that. I just leave them to it, and I think most of our players do. So, is what it is. I'm sure if the shoe was on the other foot, probably they'd moan about us. So, is what it is. In terms of league now, the gap's now 13 points. Obviously, what is it? What's the target for the beginning of the season for you guys now? We've got to win every game, simple as that. We came here for the win today and I think everyone in the, gr in the ground and people on the tally who watch that um, can see that we really, really, really push for that win. But look, the gap's 13 points. We need to win all of our games and hope that things go our way. Yeah, they have to defend better. There's no two ways about it. The manner in which they gave away the goals the other day is extremely cheap. I look at the goal against Kamarnock when they drew as well. Straight ball right down the middle, resulting in a, in a, Alan McGregor coming out uh, and, and costing them. So for me, there was a period where they had a little run where they, they scored 14 goals in three games, three clean sheets, and you look at it to try and build on that. But the actual level of goals, the goal against um, Hibs, where Warrell's try to step up and Golson's dropped, they end up getting equalised when the game should have been out of sight. Rangers need to be more ruthless, Gordon. They have to be more ruthless in front of goal and they have to find a way when they're uh, against a team that have a low block. Uh, progress has been the buzzword around Rangers this season, Hugh, and there, oh. there are some ways to measure it. There are other ways, that you know, that things that can't be measured. People just feel as if they're a better team. They feel as if they've got better players. Other people want to, to rely on, on the statistics, that you know, the points totals and all the rest of it. If it's 13 at the moment... What you know? Have you got a figure in your mind as to what becomes completely unacceptable, or or what you know what's acceptable? Is there such a thing? I think first of all, a trophyless season is unacceptable. Uh, of course, it would have been unrealistic to expect Stephen Gerrard to walk in and win the title first time. Uh, but a trophyless season and a sizable gap uh, between themselves and Celtic is not acceptable to the Rangers supporters and. The pressure will build on Steven Gerrard because next season he will have to have a very good summer transfer window. He will have to hit the ground running. He will have to give the supporters genuine belief that they can catch Celtic next season. Otherwise, Rangers could be forced into a decision where the manager is concerned. So it's a very, very important time for him. Europe was commendable. What Rangers did there was highly commendable and it made the club money. But domestically... Things are not yet as they should be Patrick is a Kilmarnock fan on the line Six points behind Rangers, Patrick A tall order, but can you catch them? Easy Catch them <laughs> easy And we'll catch Celtic as well Alright, okay bags, bags of talent Bags of talent But the point that I want to make is The old firm keeps stealing it Keep what, sorry? So, the old firm, they keep stealing it Jordan Jones, Greg Stewart, signed for Rangers I think they're also uh, I think Patrick I think they're also linked with the command goalkeeper today as well Daniel Backman Yeah listen Patrick if you if you listen to the show on Saturday I said that Steve Clark was the standout candidate for the manager of the year uh, for me because of the job that he's doing at Kilmarnock and Unfortunately, when you're with a club like Kilmarnock, the players who flourish tend to get cherry-picked. As as Malumbu was done by Celtic, ultimately he's gone back because he's uh, struggled to get a game there, but that is just a law of the land, I'm afraid. Just to go back, Patrick, I don't know how long you've been a Kilmarnock fan, but I could pick any decade for you, and somebody's left Kilmarnock to go to Celtic or Rangers. Davy Proven, our old pal, uh, Gordon Smith. Tommy Bond. Well, no... 
Tam Burns went in the opposite direction. He he went from Celtic to Kilmarnock. You stole Tam Burns. <laughs> uh, so you know this is what happens in Scottish football. You know you can go to Motherwell and find out decade upon decade the players have gone from there to Celtic or Rangers, or go to Hearts or go anywhere you like. Hibs players have gone from there to Celtic or Rangers. That's because. There's an imbalance in the country. Mm. The two biggest clubs are Celtic and Rangers and those who play for everyone else would quite like to go to Celtic or Rangers. Patrick, genuinely, how confident are you that you can catch Rangers? Because you mentioned you'll catch Celtic as well, which obviously It's don't, almost don't, mathematically don't impossible. So I appreciate that was probably tongue-in-cheek. What about the Rangers target that you set as well? Uh, I'll overtake them. We'll, we'll overtake them. We'll give them a good scalp when we get them the next time. I mean that's coming 4-0 well, well, well You know Again Patrick's a, a happy fan Perfectly entitled to come on uh, If he catches Celtic With a 19 point start For Celtic Then wow What did he say 4-0 there? 4-0 uh, You'll have to do something He's not done this this season So it's a big old tall but, order But The job Again we get back to it The job that Steve Clark Has yeah. done Is fantastic And without Brophy and Jones On uh, Saturday they had five different goal scorers against Hamilton Ackies. So Steve Clark's success story is so far never ended. I mean, six, six, six points. Got, yeah. uh, six points Alex is obviously stacked in Rangers' favour at six points. Having said that, you can see where the where the the the, the cause for optimism comes Absolutely. because you're looking at a Rangers team which will be without. Well, I'd imagine you'll be without Alfredo Morelos for four games. Four out of those seven yeah. games, perhaps Ryan Kent for two of them. If you were a Kilmarnock fan and you were only six points behind in those circumstances, you would be dreaming about it, wouldn't you? Absolutely, Gordon. Uh, people had written them off uh, uh, the last couple of weeks as well. If you look at the recent form, I think they have two wins in eight or ten games, something like that. It's not particularly favourable. But you, if you want to be positive, two of the wins have come in the last three. So uh, they have to get their players back up to speed. And I think Brophy was a big miss for them. I think he pulled his hamstring a couple, like two weeks ago now. So, uh, but they still managed to dig out results and uh, one of the things we highlighted in the show at the weekend was the strength and depth that these teams now have. Don't forget, there were other big games at the weekend. St Mirren with a crucial win to move them uh, that little bit closer to safety. So let us know what you made of that one. Is that the turning point? 01419511025 and we've got a full-time teaser for Hugh and Alex next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here, and it's time for them to tackle the questions that you have sent in. That's the way the full time teaser works. We give them between now and the end of the show to come up with the answers. Quite often, they've got about four or five to go, and I'm shouting out clues as the theme <laughs> tune plays. But nevertheless, we'll see how we get on. Um, because I knew. That this show would be 99% about the game yesterday yeah. I thought it would pick something completely different For the teaser Just till I was Brief of, Yes, exactly So uh, David Lockwinnock sent in Simple question I can't promise that the answers are simple <laughs> Can you name The 10 players With the most offsides In English Premier League history Can you name the 10 players With the most offsides In English Premier League history You can help us out At Clyde SSB Michael Ian Owen. Wright oh, Right hold on a wee second Michael Owen Is not one of them Ian Wright Is that just what you shout out first now Every, <laughs> every single teaser that we've It's got. a stick on uh, He's not one either Alright oh, okay so um, Oh here we go This is a horrible one isn't it? Rob, Robbie Fowler No Sheringham No Wayne Rooney Dion Dublin Nope P. 
Peter Crouch. <laughs> He's not going to be offside, is he? Well, that just doesn't run know. in behind. Kevin oh. Gallagher. No. Right, I'll give you Kevin one. Phillips. I'll give you one to get started. Right, because this is a disastrous beginning. One of them plays up here at the moment. Scott Defoe. Jermaine. I was just about to see him next to Defoe. Well. He's second on the list. I see. Yeah. Mm. Another nine to get. Uh, uh, Robbie Keane's one. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the players. Did you see he played in the the Legends game, the Test event for the new Tottenham yes. Stadium, and he Ooh. scored and did yeah, the the, well, the, the usual celebration. I wonder if you get to an age where you, you can't pull off that celebration anymore. I'm you know, the sort of handstand type. Game, see if I can get away with it. Yeah, he managed it. Any more? No. All right, you can help us on Twitter Nine at Clyde SSB. <laughs> We're looking for the ten players with the most offsides in English Premier League history. They're all household names. Ryan Giggs. No. All strikers, all household names You'll get them, I think We're going to hear from Warren Kearney soon I want to look back on as many of the weekend's biggest talking points as we can But of course the calls are coming in thick and fast about yesterday's match So let's do Barry and Barhead first Hi Barry Hi Pan, how are you doing? Good thanks Barry, what's on your mind? Um, basically, obviously about yesterday's game again um, Hugh just brought it up Celtic were the better team in the first half I'd say up to the point maybe about 60 minutes I thought Celtic were totally in control but again we're not taking our chances um, I'm just wondering do you, did this panel think that it was it was just Celtic players uh, not taking their chances thinking you know we can have, we're having so, so, so many shots in goal we're dominating the possession that do you think kind of Celtic just eased off and says right there Rangers are just having a game management thing and that might be just playing for the one 0 instead of you know mm. no I, I just you know just play, play, play for the draw I just think they fell flat I mean yeah, the, because they brought Scott Sinclair on so that yeah. wasn't that wasn't a sign of you know sitting back or yes. settling for a couple, couple of things that surprised me about Neil Lennon so far um, you know Timothy Weir Celtic got him from PSG the fans were. Excited by him But his game time Since Neil became the manager Is next to nothing uh, I thought that yesterday Ollie Burke uh, Could have got a bit of joy uh, The kind of joy That Scott Sinclair Wasn't getting Scott Sinclair Had one miss And That was about it uh, For the The 45 minutes That he was on Interesting you mentioned that Because Barry's asking you know, wh- wh- When it went flat Or why it went flat That was In a weird way The I'm not saying that was the turning point But it was from that moment That Rangers grew back into the game Wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. Without doubt, yeah Well, It's a culmination, Hugh Of Rangers actually getting A wee couple of passages of play as well They started to get a little bit of belief From that They started to get some joy Going down that right hand side And it was a kind of Ploy where he hit Tavernier He flicks it around the corner And then goes again uh, And they just started to grow into the game And there was a belief there And then once they scored I think the, And I think Neil Lennon said Psychologically the whole Complexion had changed And then Rangers Seemed to be the team In the ascendancy But When you make a mistake At the level And the magnitude Of that game Of just dropping the ball back Which is a simple Ball back It's just Celtic was so clinical For that point on And get the, the winning goal I think it's About squad management Now for Neil Lennon Because he said afterwards That he could see How tired some players were Now Celtic are at uh, St Mirren on Wednesday At home to Livingston On Saturday Now Surely there must be game time for Oliver Burke and Timothy Weir uh, in these matches. Um, the, the cup semi final against Aberdeen, that's a fresh sheet of paper, and Neil Lennon will have to think long and hard about that because, as I say, the treble treble is at stake in that one. 
but Burke and Weir I think are due some more game time Having said that You can only make three substitutions yeah. Obviously I think most people expected Scott Sinclair to come on at some stage Because yeah. he was the, he was the shock omission And then there was, a for, there was a force change for Kieran Tierney So it doesn't doesn't leave a lot of room A lot of scope for, for, well, Certainly I, doesn't I, leave I, room I, for I, both I, of those I, guys I said at the time I felt as if it was crying out for a number 10 Because you know Rangers were making it very difficult And I just felt as if they, If he could drag them out But having seen it in hindsight It was totally the wrong Player to put on Because he looked as if He was really struggling For, for sharpness Yes uh, Which is great You know In hindsight But obviously Neil Lennon felt as if He could go and do a job um, But You take Hugh's point And board Where you have Buck Or you have Weir Who would maybe Make an impact But That's the impact That Neil Lennon Was hoping to, that, that you know Roger would have had And he didn't have it Barry final word to you uh, I just again, I just, I just thought that after Sinclair missed that chance, I just felt as if Celtic just kind of sat back and said, mm, psychologically, they didn't think Rangers had much to it, which is obviously very dangerous because Celtic were punished for that, um, and luckily Celtic punished Rangers for a slack pass back. But in regards to just a quick, I'll say in regards to Neil Lennon getting the job, Neil left Celtic because he felt the board weren't backing him, or he wasn't happy with the backing he was getting from the board. What makes him think that it's going to be any different this time? Because I don't know if the board will trust him in the same amount of money as they trusted with Brendan Rodgers. Well, you say the board. The only two people that matter here, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. And they cannot be in any way divorced from reality. They must know that tens of thousands of Celtic supporters are banking on Celtic winning 10 in a row. Europe is of secondary importance I do know it's worth Millions and millions of pounds But for the Celtic supporters If you ask them Do you want the Champions League next season Or 10 in a row They would take 10 in a row So that cannot have escaped The attention of Dermot Desmond uh, And Peter Lawwell Therefore Whoever is Celtic manager They will get money Because they have to Because the supporters are looking on And they know the squad needs Refurbishment Thank you to Barry and Barhead. Any more on the teaser? Yes, I've got plenty. Oh, give me a couple. Cole. Which one? Andy. No. York. No. Aguero. Yes. Hugh Keevens, you got anything? Reg. Vardy. <laughs> no. Alan um, Shearer. No. T- Terry Henry. One more, Hugh. One more. Solskjaer. No. All right. You've got Defoe and Aguero of the top 10 with the most offsides in English Premier League history. We're going to speak to Mandy, who is a Rangers fan in Dumbarton. But let's hear a bit from Oren Kearney because that was a huge result at the weekend for St. Mirren. Off bottom spot, a crucial 2 1 win against fellow strugglers Dundee. Jim McIntyre's men took the lead after 23 seconds. But Danny Mullen and Brad Lyons' goals won it for Oren Kearney's side. Thirds they got and moments they got in games of, of shooters in the past. And, you know, we spoke about it even as close as after. Um, Wednesday night that when we missed the penalty and then conceded the goal so quickly it rattled us and, we, and as we said, I said it before the game the team talk we didn't deal with the what ifs and it took us 30 minutes probably to half time to refocus and go and to get a huge what if after 24 seconds um, of the game is one thing but I think the way the players responded and learned probably from Wednesday night to keep themselves in the game um, was the second thing and it wasn't a case of having to score so quickly it's nice to get the goal what 10 or 15 minutes in um, but I think it's more than minutes of before that when we really settled ourselves and, um, and stayed in the game What can that do for you confidence wise um, 
Only time will tell, and, and as you know, it was nice for the fans first and foremost today. I think to get the the joyous, I suppose, feeling that they got at the end of the game, which we which we didn't give them on on Wednesday night, and I think it was great for them. But for us, the change room is pretty much the same, you know. And, and I appreciate how it was built up, probably uh, from a media aspect of things, because it's the first meeting of clubs around the bottom coming towards the end. But I said it through the week before the game. You know, today I'm up to say a huge amount. We're hoping that it's a springboard. We're hoping that it'll give us that catalyst to kick on. But it is just three points, and there is no big high fives or backslapping the change room, no big celebration or anything else because we haven't. You know, we've we've got off the bottom of the table. We've got three points, but we've we know the work that lies ahead. Well, the last time Celtic were at uh, Saint Mirren, the place they're going to on Wednesday night, it was a draw. Yeah. Oren Kearney, I think. Would bite your hand off for another draw. He's two points above Dundee following the win over Dundee at the weekend. And if he could get a draw against Celtic, he'd take that now. It's a huge result at the weekend, Alex. Absolutely, yeah. I was at the last uh, game where they drew uh, with Celtic on Friday night uh, and also going to this game on Wednesday. Uh, they will have to pull up trees to get a, a result mm. against Celtic. I think it's. Uh, Celtic are in fine form at the moment in terms of winning games Having said uh, that though, you can just imagine the lift a win like that gives you on Saturday Absolutely Gordon, it was so important I think psychologically it allows them to breathe a little bit They're not in the bottom of the table uh, If they get in as Hugh says on Wednesday, it's an added bonus The big game for them is this weekend against the Ackies away from home If they could get that, drag uh, Hamilton right into the mix Then you know they could actually start thinking about going above them. St Mirren DJ has tweeted in to say, "Oi, Mr yeah. Duncan, what's this? You lot were berating my after game music on Saturday. What's wrong with Shawadi Wadi?" Absolutely. I think was it Mark, was Mark Greedy getting drowned out? Was it? Is that is what happened? I'm trying to think is, back. He's just not used to it. He's getting on a bit. He's getting on a bit, Mark. <laughs> under the moon of Love Street. There we go. Oh, oh, oh. We, won't, we won't complain again in the future. Uh, I can't promise that. Actually, Mandy's a Rangers fan in Dumbarton. Hi, Mandy. Hi there. Hi. Hi, Mandy. What's your point tonight? Yeah, I think just going into a Celtic Rangers game, you know, the emotions are always running high. But I think before yesterday's game, we knew someone was going to be on the wind-up to Alfredo Morelos. And we don't have to guess who it's going to be. And as predicted, it was Mr Scott Brown. But I think just from what he did, depicted the entire tone of the game, which was really disappointing because Celtic were way out in front in the first half and they had no need to do that. He wasn't even anywhere near the ball. But after what he has created and then to stand there smugly laughing at the outcome, um, it just it just um, really was very disappointing. I think we saw the response later on from the way Ryan Kent and Andy Halliday had responded to Scott Brown later on. But it's just everything was coming from him. He was a fuel to all that fire and I'd like to see what you would think of that. No, the fire only starts when you lay a hand on him. There is no fire until you lay a hand on Scott Brown And uh, Alfredo Morelos Lashed out at him And so did Ryan Kent So So you seem that he lashed out for nothing Was he not coming in from behind? Mandy is the easiest solution to this Because you're a Rangers fan obviously Is the easiest solution When Scott Brown does that And flicks his boot at Alfredo Morelos' heel For Alfredo Morelos to Either One of a couple, couple options Ignore it Turn round and shout something at him if you really want Or turn round and laugh Because that's what Scott Brown does And that's what seems to get everyone so annoyed Those three solutions seem a lot more sensible Than elbowing him Yeah, I'm just I agree that the reaction was not the most appropriate action Maybe he should have fallen to the ground And made a big drama as Scott Brown would have done But 
that was the start of the way the game ended. That was the cause. That was the instigation. Would you not agree? No. Um, why did so the... why do you think Ryan Kent and Andy Halliday were so angry towards the end? Well, Ryan Kent again fell for it. Now I'm standing beside a former Rangers player here who knows every trick in the book, and he is in agreement with me that Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent rose to the bait. Now, there's nothing if they don't react, put their hand out to Scott Brown. There's no problem if they if they give Scott Brown a mouthful, that's fine. Uh, but they chose another path, and that's why Stephen Gerrard came in at the end and said, from his perspective, he's had it with Alfredo Morelos. There's nothing he can do for him. So Rangers as a club will need to investigate what can be done about Alfredo Morelos. But there is no fire without a spark, and the spark is provided by Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. Laying their hands on Scott Brown Mandy the, the, When you're in the, the heat of the battle of these games These things go on all the time I've often spoke about trying to rile up uh, Henri Kamara And it happens all the time I've seen uh, Loving Krantz and Alan Thompson come together I've seen them for years and years And people always trying to gain an advantage Within the law of the game And they're all they're looking for is some sort of reaction And unfortunately for Rangers point of view Morelos and Kent fell for it yesterday they have to box more clever. They have to find a way of not reacting in the manner what they did. So they have a chance to overturn Celtic, uh, you know, rather than having to play into his hands. And uh, for me, if it had been Ryan Jack, if it had been Arfield, they probably would not have reacted in the same way. And it's that comes with experience. These two guys have got caught up in the heat of the battle. Thank you, Mandy. In Dumbarton, tweets are all along a similar theme tonight. Graham Kelly says, Can you explain why Scott Brown didn't see second yellow for going to the Rangers fans at full time? I remember Andy Haldy getting sent off against Morton and Greenock for making a fist in the air in the middle of the park. Um, but George McLeavy says For all the Rangers fans upset at Getting their noses rubbed in it at Parkhead yesterday Can I just remind them of one of their proudest moments When they replicated the Celtic huddle at Parkhead After defeating the home team Yeah, that was the uh, the nine in the row season If memory serves me correctly uh, Under Walter Smith uh, Listen, all is fair in love and war And we are now experiencing the immediate aftermath mm. Of a win for Celtic over Rangers that has decided the outcome of the title And people are upset I understand that That's the nature of rivalry David Lockwinock sent in tonight's teaser He's looking for the top 10 players With the most offsides In English Premier League history Now he actually says Which is great Because I always like to know Where the thinking comes from He says Stats taken from the Premier League website And this is teamwork Our listeners have great teamwork Because then Dylan has tweeted in Gordon if the answers are from the EPL site They only go back as far as the 06-07 season so that's why there are no Shearer, Cole, etc. So there we go. We've figured that out together from the 06 07 season onwards, by all accounts. All right. So, the, the, so you've got the Aguero and started in 92, but we're only going for. Apparently, according to Dylan, he knows his websites <laughs> inside out. <laughs> we'll have it an email. You've got Defoe and Aguero anymore? Um, Drogba. Nope. I'll give you some thinking time. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here and they're tackling this full-time teaser. It was sent in by David Inloch Winnock to fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need to get your question in. The 10 players with the most offsides 
In the English Premier League history Apparently It's from 2006-7 onwards mm-hmm. So It's not really history But there you go You've got Sergio Aguero And Jermaine Defoe Lukaku Yes You anybody else you? What about uh, Sanchez at Man United? No um, Anelka? Yes He's 10th on the list Adebayo Hugh Keevans He is number one Woof. On the list Wow uh, I'm going to go for Saha Fulham Man United No uh, What about his sidekick? Um, his sidekick Berbatov Well in that he also played for Fulham and Man United Yes, yes. Berbatov's fourth on the list Alright you're doing not too bad Many have we got now? One, two, three, four, five, six. You've only got four to get. What else jumped out at you from the weekend, Hugh Keevans? Most of our time has been taken up. Command that um, was impressive, Hugh. Yeah, yeah. Five goals, five different goal scorers. Highly impressive. Uh, the post split matches were very interesting. You know, Command you know, with the, the fan on earlier who get perhaps a little overexcited about the prospects, saying that we catch Celtic, but. Uh, you know, six points between Kilmarnock and Rangers. Rangers got Hearts midweek. You know, it, it could get interesting mm. there, especially with Morelos long suspension, Kent possible suspension, Andy Halliday missing a game, uh, and of course St Mirren terrific win for them, having gone a goal behind after twenty three seconds. Celtic to come, then as I say. Oren Kearney would bite your hand off for a draw I think uh, Motherwell convincing win against St Johnston Alex yes. It looks like it's too little too late on the race for the top six But you never know All you can do is, is keep putting yourself in those positions To take advantage if the teams round about you Don't manage to do their part Absolutely and when you consider the turnaround Gordon I reckon about 10-11 weeks ago we were saying He's under the cosh But he went on an unbelievable run Where he got five wins on the bounce uh, And you know the emergence of Campbell Turnbull Hasty, uh, you know, Cadden's coming back into the reckoning as well. Mixed with some really good professionals there, seasoned pros. He's starting to get a blend of football that the Motherwell fans are purring. It's probably came too late because of the slow start, but really impressive stuff. Out, out with the uh, old firm game, the, the, the most surprising. Oh, Hughes, well, yeah, they in, in danger of falling say, away. The most surprising quote of the weekend for me was Scott McKenna saying, I'll be getting bullied out of it by Hearts at Tynecastle. You know, well, Scott yeah. McKenna himself, how can he get bullied out of anything? Uh, so they had a goal lead They lost 2-1 in the end They've got that semi-final with Celtic looming They've had an odd season You know an interesting thing that you say there Hugh Because that ties in nicely Because see come Wednesday night The Rangers players better be prepared For a physical battle Because when you look at the two centre-halves Who are giant Mm-hmm. If Ekpiezu makes it Because I think he had a, a head, head knock, knock yeah. So whether he makes it as well But they have a physicality uh, Herring in the middle of the parts A big old unit So you know You have to contend with that And you know They are very physical One of Craig Levine's uh, Teams for, for sure Let's speak to Johnny In Springboig Hi Johnny Hi there How you doing panel? Good, Good thank you What's on your mind tonight? Yeah no but I was just wanting to speak about um, One of the comments earlier on From one of your callers Jim from Hamilton Mm-hmm um, I think it was absolute nonsense on talking about Celtic not having what was it the Biffkin to carry on the ten in a row. What a lot of nonsense! Well, I think um, I think we shot him down, Johnny. In terms of you know, you just look at recent results where Celtic are showing a fighting spirit. I think that's what he was suggesting. Yeah, I, I think they are. I think I think Lennon's been absolutely brilliant since he came in. I mean, they're sitting thirteen points clear now, beating Rangers, and in the semi final. Of the Scottish Cup, which will take them to a treble treble. 
um, how can you argue with that if he wins that for next season? No, no, you can't argue with it. You know, the, under Brendan Rodgers, uh, Celtic gets seven trophies in succession. That is amazing consistency. Under Neil Lennon, he has taken an eight-point lead and turned it into a 13-point lead. I wouldn't, Johnny, dismiss Aberdeen just like that in the semi-final. Uh, you know, they, they were at Celtic Park not so very long ago, and it was the first time that Celtic had dropped points at home this season, so they are not to be dismissed. Uh, but Celtic, uh, at the moment, under Neil Lennon, are motoring, and they have St Mirren midweek, Livingston, at Celtic Park before they get to the semi-finals so Neil Lennon the job that he is doing you would have to say under trying circumstances because Brendan Rodgers leaving was like an explosion the fans were devastated but Neil Lennon has taken them and improved their points tally uh, Johnny I'm wondering if you've got like a, a clear set of criteria so you say you know he, he lands the treble it has to be his I'm being purely hypothetical if he falls short in the Scottish Cup does that rule him out for you Or can he still get it Under those circumstances uh, For me no um, But I'd imagine There's quite a lot of fans Out there that would disagree with that But That's just my opinion So what sort of So he couldn't get it Under those circumstances In my opinion yes But uh, right, I sorry. think A lot of other supporters Would agree with that Well The, the, the two most uh, Important people here Are Dermot Desmond And Peter Lowell And how they see The club going forward the next Celtic manager And Neil is the interim manager at the moment The next permanent Celtic manager Is expected It is demanded of him That he win the next two league titles To make it 10 in a row It's a heavy responsibility For that particular man Whoever he may be Because Rangers will have to throw the kitchen sink at it again next season Or their supporters will want to know why so the next two years of our lives could be <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, because Johnny, when Brendan Rodgers left, a lot of the talk was it's eight points at the moment and Celtic fans were expecting that to grow. Many of them phoned up here saying, you know, if that shrinks, yeah, we'll probably still win the league, but if it's only by four or five points, I, I don't think that'll be enough. With it now being 13, it certainly looks like it's going to be more than the eight. So in that respect, it's, it's hard to be anything other than full of praise for, for Neil Lennon in the league. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. That was my only point. I was just disagree with Jim from Hamilton earlier on. That's all. That's all right. That's what we're here for. That's fine. (laughs) Johnny and Spring Boyd, give us a call there on oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I think we'll leave it there. I don't want to waste someone's time by getting them on and kicking them off straight away because we are. Uh, Slowly but surely running out of time. Just a word on the old championship, Hugh Evans, the Jags down Mm. the road. Partick Thistle, a fantastic win for them, and it really shakes things up. Yeah, well, the, the the partnership of Doolan and Scott McDonald uh, offers them a way out. They're not far away, Partick Thistle, from turning the corner. All that's important is survival for this season. No automatic relegation, no playoffs. That's the aim, and the result at the weekend shows that they're on the way. And all of a sudden, Alex, we have a huge midweek fixture card on Absolutely. Wednesday. We're still taking our breath from the weekend. Back at it with a full card in two days time Yeah absolutely Gordon It's coming thick and fast And uh, you know I think Rangers will be looking to try and bounce back Celtic will continue to try and win and get that over the title And then you look down at the bottom St Mirren get some big games as well Right come on then On the teaser The 10 players with the most offsides in the English Premier League Apparently it's since 06 07, This website that the question's been taken from Yeah I've got another one I think RVP You Robin know me Robin Van Persie Yes Robin Van Persie is one 
Now I'm struggling Now you're struggling You've got three to get uh, Okay Let's go for Bottom up This guy's eighth on the list He is Belgian You've already got Lukaku Hazard Nope Um. Who's the, the boy at Liverpool? Palace Palace now Benteke Yes Christian Benteke Well done yeah. uh, I think this guy I'm sure I read over the weekend That he's just retired from football or something He, he was at Aston Villa And he was an absolute speed machine Speed machine Um Agbon Lahore He's just chucked it That's right yeah. Yes Agbon Lahore And Oh this guy played with so many clubs Honestly oh. In fact I'm sure I saw him Somewhere down south Saying he wants to come and play for Rangers Soon I don't think that's Going to happen um, Robbie Savage I'm trying to run through All these clubs <laughs> He's honestly played for so many okay, I'll finish with an old initials Hugh Because you like them don't right, you right, yeah. D.B. Darren uh, Bent Darren Bent Well done You got it Thank you wow. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Thanks for all the calls and tweets Very busy Back tomorrow at 6 o'clock Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims For 40 years